Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Amen. All right. Now, I and the children whom God has given me. What do you think? Is it a powerful thing? It's not a matter of one superman who is doing everything and everybody is watching. But it is I and the children whom the Lord has given me. It's not I and the employees who I have employed. I and the church members whom I have. Because the real ministry of the real ministry that God has given to me is between I and the children. God, I will never fulfill my ministry unless I fulfill it with my children. Not my church members. Not my employees, but my children. And you cannot become a child if you are fearful. And if you are unbelieving. And if you are a coward. You've got to be brave. Ministry involves bravery. You know, when I was getting married, I didn't have anybody to counsel me. You get it? I didn't have anyone to say, this is a good, beloved, this is a good time to get married. I didn't have anybody even to ask. Actually, I used to discuss with Pastor Eddie. Now, before I chose. But getting married, I didn't know what to do. And then when we got married, I didn't know what to do when you are married. Do you see? And I didn't know what would happen when we were married. But I had to be brave. And I I had a dream and I I assumed that this dream was guiding me to get married now. No advice, nothing, just God. You know? To follow God, you, you can't be a coward. You've got to be brave. You've got to be brave. How many cowards do we have here? How many are healed of cowardice? In Jesus' name. Going into the ministry, joining the battle to serve, to fight, you've got to be believing. Amen. And you will experience. So when Pastor Peter went to Australia years ago, not doing anybody. Today he has lots of children. Australian children. Church in New Zealand, in Papua New Guinea. God bless him. He went bravely. The person was going, he didn't know. Where he stayed, he didn't know who they were. He stayed with them and managed to sign. He left his wife. His wife was going to have a baby. He left his wife and said, have the baby. God be with you. I am the children. Who God has given to me. 
without Peter, I would not have able to complete or accomplish part of my ministry. That is why, because he went, because one of the children went, that's why some other children from here, from these camps, huh, could go on to Papua New Guinea later. And there are some here who still want to go to Papua New Guinea. And there are more islands. One day people will be begging me for an island. Bishop, please give me at least... Can I have an island, please? Can I have an island? <laughs> please give me an island. Yeah. Bishop, you gave, you, gave this guy, you gave these people a country. You gave this guy a country. Please give me something. It's just an island. What about an island? Wow. Are you excited? Is it a powerful thing? <laughs> it's heavy. <laughs> Please give me an island. Now, the next one. The, in, in this family business, we need to understand the importance of the whole family serving the Lord. Joshua 24 verse 15. There's nothing like part of Joshua 24 verse 15. What does it say? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now, who is going to serve? Me and my house. So, we serve God together. We serve Him in London. And we serve Him in Birmingham. And we serve Him in Australia. And we serve Him in Nigeria. There's nothing like the Nigerians will serve God and the Londoners will rest. Do you understand? Because as soon as one group is working, one group is resting, we are going to start having problems. And there's going to be problems. Why? You do all the work. And we don't, they don't work. There's nothing going to be like, you give all the money and we give nothing. You see, me and my house, all of us, are going to work. And that is why, when it comes to even taking of offerings, I take offerings as seriously in Ghana as I take them anywhere else. If you come, ever come to Ghana and you are, you are there and you're watching me, just on a not, not even home, not homecoming or anything, a, a normal Tuesday or an impartation service. I don't know whether they show the offerings during the, because during the impartation service, it turns into a miracle service. The offerings. You, you, just, you just never know what's going to happen. I would, you, I would take offerings as though there are millionaires there. But it's not like the Londoners should bring money. But the Nigerians shouldn't. No. In the villages, I go to the little villages. You see me holding a basket under a tree. I'll be taking the offering with the most serious whatever in the village on Sunday morning. Sometimes when I go to the branches on the Sunday morning, oh, I tell them today is a special Sunday. Well, the whole house is serving. The whole house is giving offering. Those who have dollars are giving offering. And when, whenever I go, they have the highest offering probably that they have ever had. As soon as you allow part of the house to rest, whilst others work, there will be division. 
So the whole house must work. The whole house must give offerings. And Joshua said, my house, everybody's going to work. Somebody once came to stay in my house for some time. And after he stayed there for some time, and he made his observations. And that is why sometimes we don't allow people to come and stay with us. He said that he has realized that everybody in my house has a job. That there is no one there who doesn't have something to do. Every he said that there is nothing, there is no person or animal there without a reason. Even up to the cat. The cat is there for a reason. The dog is there for a reason. This person is there for a reason. This person is there. I don't know why he made that observation. <laughs> but I'm, I, what I'm wondering is, why was he thinking that people were going to be in the house? They must be there for a reason. I cannot just have people who are just hanging around. The cats and others. They have a, a cat can get rabies. A dog can get rabies. I don't just have to have them in the house. They have to have a purpose. As soon as their purpose is no more there, they are not needed. So everybody in the house, the cats are to catch mice. The dogs are to frighten thieves. They can't catch them, but their presence can frighten petty thieves. You get it? This person is to do this. This one is to do this. This one is to do this. Everybody in the house is working. May you not be the part of the house that doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Because... When it comes to, you know, one day somebody told me something. I was telling him, you know, we've got to do this, got to do that. And he said, you know, the kingdom of God is like a net. You do your part, you do your part, you do your part, you do your part, you do your part. And when you put it all together, it forms a big net. But one person cannot be everything. You understand? So it is when we put all that we have together, then you see that it's formed a big net. And it's working. And that is why it irritates me no end when I see pastors who are taking offerings and they are not taking the offering seriously. And it's like, oh, this one is an anointing. It's Bishop who has such an anointing. They, they, they don't care because they are not part of the work. They are not my children. My children, they watch what I do and they do it with the same fervency and the same zeal. Yeah. Yeah. You see me shouting and say, 5,000 CDs. 5,000 CDs is about 30p or 20p. You see me shouting, 5,000. I'll do everything, I'll finish. Then I come to coins which are less than 5p or 1p. Hey! I'm talking. I'm zealous in Ghana. Those are the, I've seen Americans. So I'm taking myself as come. And I'm taking I'm, I'm offering seriously. What do being? I slap you just now. <laughs> All right. Now, the next one. In the in the house of the whatever, right? You need the, the importance of what? The sons and the daughters' lives being ordered 
and arranged by the father of the house. The daughters and the sons' lives must be ordered and arranged by the father of the house. Amen. Judges chapter 13 verse 12. That is the father of Samson. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? Wow. Are you there? Judges chapter 13 verse 12. How shall we order the child? Alright. Do you want to read it? God listened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of, of God came again to the woman as she was sitting in the field. But Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Verse 10. So the woman ran quickly and told her husband, Behold, the man who came the other day has appeared to me. Right? Then Manoah rose, that's the father of Samson, and followed his wife. And when he came to the man, that is the angel who was telling them that this child was going to be born. In verse 12, he says, How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? How, how should we, what should we do? How should we? Are you there? And um, the American says, What shall be the boy's mode of life? And his vocation. Alright. So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah. Let the woman pay attention to all that I said. She should not eat anything that comes from vine. Or drink wine or strong drink. Nor eat unclean thing. Let, and let her observe all that I commanded. Alright. Are you there? Amen. Amen. So ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Are you listening? How shall we order the child? How should we? Train up the child. You see? So, the father is the one who has to arrange and order things. So, sometimes the father of the house will say, Mary, I need you to stay in London. I don't need you to come to Ghana. How, how, should, I, how should we arrange the children? God gives, and the angel told Manoah what to do. So, God gives the father the wisdom for the, for the child. What is good for the child? Do you see? Do this, don't do this, do this, don't do this. And sometimes only the father who has the eyes to see. Yeah. I remember one time I, 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 um, I told uh, Bishop Saki, I said, I want to employ this person. And I mentioned the name of the person. And he said, hmm. <laughs> Are you sure? Mm. Now that person was my crusade director. And I said, No, he he, he can do it. I said, mm. <laughs> Because you see, he was not even interested in full time ministry at I mean at a certain point. You know? He was he was not. He was a businessman. The first time I met him, he was doing business in South Africa. And he was, I, I, first time I actually met him, we sat in a hotel eating. He said, hey, he's a major person who's come to South Africa doing business and so on. I said, wow, 
So when I when I felt the Lord speaking to me suddenly in the morning, you know, the Lord also speaks to me. So I said, that, that guy, he can be the he can do the crusade thing. When I told him, it was like that. Hmm. If you say. But you see, God speaks to the father how to arrange the children. Supernaturally. Because the angel told me, and Manuel said, how shall we order the child? I mean, what, so what, what, what's the next step? What should we do? And that is why the father said, no, you stay here. No, you go here. No, I want, you know, when I, was, when I was coming this time, some brother said, I'm going to sell my house and I'm coming on the mission field. And I said, no, you don't sell your house. Don't sell your house. Stay here. I need you to stay here. I don't have any such leading at all for you to sell your house and go anywhere. <laughs> you, you get what I'm talking about? Yeah. You see, and sometimes, like I was explaining, when Moses was born, his father and his mother saw that he was a goodly child and tried to hide him rather than have an outdooring like Elsa. And then Moses could have said, nah, nah, nah. Why are they not having outdooring? Don't they like you? Oh, they don't like me. I'm, re- I'm rejected child. I'm not. No. It's because you are a goodly child. We are keeping you. And hiding you. How shall we order the child? What shall we do? What shall we do with Cliff? How shall we order the child? You see... Sometimes the Lord will say, no, let him do this. Or let, like Marlon. Marlon was here. But every time I came, I, I kept feeling so. Let him come. I didn't know if he would come. So let him come. So one day I said, come to me. Come, just come. And live with me. In Ghana. What do you think? Is it powerful? How shall we order the child? Are you excited about I and the children whom the Lord has given to me? <laughs> yeah. It's a supernatural thing. And that is why the thing is not like an employment. <laughs> it, it's, not a, it's not employing people for this or for that. Well, God guides and He guides and He says, do this. This one should come. So you stay. I need you to stay here. Really? So I need you to be a lay pastor. My pastor Imarus, he used to work. He used to work in the office with me. And one day I said, "I want you to go to Geneva. Would you like to go to Geneva? If you say I should go, I go." So I said, "Go," and I organized him, and he's there. If you ask, I prefer him to work in Geneva and handle the church there and so many things than to him to be in Accra. I need him to be there. I do not want him in Ghana. And I do not want him on the mission field. I do not. My bishop, you are sending everybody. No. How shall we order the child? This one, no drink, no cut hair, no barber. Yes, no cut. Cut all the other hair. This cut, this hair we don't cut. We're not cutting this hair. And it can look funny. The other day I met somebody and I saw the child. You know, he had a little, he had a little baby. I said, oh, beautiful little girl. You know, then I had said, so she's a boy. Something, something. 
but I, I, I didn't hear what they were saying. So, oh, so sweet. What's her name? Her, the hair is so long. And they told me, in our culture, we don't cut the baby's hair. So, they said somebody, so a cute girl looked like a cute girl. So you have to introduce the child to his, his a boy. <laughs> That's what happened to Samson. They left his they left the hair. Huh? No drink. What what does it say? Huh? No food, whatever. But in the end, Samson himself said, I am a whatever, my hair is not being cut. So ladies and gentlemen, God knows what is good for you. So don't try to be like everybody. Children shouldn't be jealous. Don't think that where you are, you know, you are loved. That is why you've been sent to this country. And you are hated. That is why you've been sent to a village in Ghana. Because you are hated. Yes. One day, I was having a, I was having a meeting with a, a brother. He's from Ghana. I was sending him to be a missionary in a particular town. You know, and then I made this point. And he said, listen, I have been a pastor before. I didn't know he was at another church. And I was sent to South Africa. And he said, it's not easy to be a missionary in another country. So if you are being sent to a town in your own country, it is easier. So he, he doesn't know why somebody would say, maybe he's not loved. But see, because of his experience. If you don't have experience, you think that, if they loved me, they would have sent me to uh, this uh, uh, the, uh, Dar es Salaam. <laughs> and because they didn't love me, they sent me to uh, uh, Saint Gregoire. God will tell the father how to order the child. Shout amen, somebody. Alright. What's the next point? The next one is the importance of the children of the house becoming God's possession. Amen. Becoming God's possession. Are you there? For this child I prayed, First Samuel chapter 1, verse 27 and 28. And the Lord hath given me my petition, that is, Hannah is praying about a boy, a baby boy. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore also I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshipped the Lord there. Amen. Amen. What do you think? As long as this child is alive, I've dashed him to the Lord. Now, how many would love Pastor Kweku to stay with us forever? In London. In it. And Pastor Obi to also be here with us. In it. And Pastor Paul to be here with us in London. In it. And Pastor Peter to be here with us forever. You know. And what else? 
and Pastor Kevin, uh, and Pastor David. We enjoyed him. And Leslie. We enjoyed having Leslie around, isn't it? And Pastor Yemish. And Pastor Kofi. And it. And who else? Huh? And Natalie. Oh. Where's Marcella? Why didn't she come? School. Forgive. Huh? And Pastor who? Ora. And John. And Yemesh. Oh, and their wives. And Natasha and Dennis. Yeah. And who? Margaret. Sheila. Yeah. Uh, she's just looking at you and shaking her head. As you are using her as a window. You are not afraid. To use somebody as a window when the person is here. <laughs> Think about it. You are at home, you have a child, child is with you, you enjoy your child. When I go home sometimes, you know, the children grow bigger. They, sometimes they, when they see, they don't even mind you. But the little one will mind you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And sometimes it's the little one that I enjoy. And she comes to me, you know, she sits with me. And she, you know, stays with me. Two of us will be there together. You get it? You enjoy your child. And then you have to give your child, take your child to the church. Do you see? And leave your child. When I used to travel earlier, my children were smaller. You know, I had a feeling in me, a sort of wrenching feeling. You know, when I, I leave them, and where are you going? Bye bye. And you look at their innocent faces and their helpless eyes as they look at their daddy going. I don't know whether you will come back. Something. Huh? So, it's easier when they grow. Because that's why sometimes the ministry, you need to cut down the children that you're going to have. Depending on how effective you want to be in the Lord. In the ministry. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Alright? <laughs> Are you there? Are you there? Are you still around? Yeah. You need to cut down. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So to take one of these lovely things and people that you enjoy away and put it away out of sight is something. It's something. And most People cannot do that. It's not easy. And in the church is the same. In the church is the same. Why do you take somebody that you enjoy? How many understand when I say you enjoy somebody? Do you, do you understand? Do you have that experience sometimes? You enjoy somebody. Some people are more enjoyable than others. Yeah. In the, in the company, also, you enjoy their company more than others. Yeah, it's part of the 
It's part of the qualifications to, for certain jobs. You need to be somebody who can be around. It's part of the course. The Bible says that Daniel and, and his guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had an ability to serve in the court of the king. It's not everybody has the ability to serve in the court of the king. Some people, they'll be there in the court of the king. The, the face is scary. You'll be afraid as you are watching them. They are doing something. You are not... Yeah. Many American airlines like, are, are, are like that. They have people, they have the wrong people who serve in the planes. Wicked looking, some old grandmothers, strict grandmothers, and most elderly ladies, very strict. You know? You want, you want something to eat? No? Okay. All right. Nice. Nothing like that. Enjoy. Let's look. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't enjoy American planes at all. I prefer European. And then it gets better when you go to Asian planes. They're even nicer. They're so gentle, so sweet. And it's the same Coke they are offering you, but you feel happier to drink the Coke. When I was coming to, from America this time, I was supposed to be on KLM. It was Northwest. When I saw it was Northwest, I was disappointed. But I had already eaten. So I said, I had told the people, when I get there and I see the and was like, I'll say, you have lost your power over me because my stomach is full already. <laughs> so when I got into the plane, I knew that none of them had any powers over my life. And lo and behold, the people who were serving some strict man, his bony face, and he came and said, you want to you wanna, you wanna, you wanna eat or not? No, oh, alright. So like, you don't want to eat? Okay. Next person. You know? But others will say, oh, why? You don't want to have something? Nothing at all? So what about this? So do you want it later? Would you like to have it later? Would you, you want, can I offer you something else? Would you like something? This and that? No, that? Oh. They say, you know what? Alright. This one. Next, let's move on. Oh. So some people are nicer to have to even serve you. They prefer this person to serve you. Even their smile and their attitude. Who just encourage you. Some very difficult looking person who you are not sure whether he's happy or she's happy. Or there's a bad thought that has worked in the morning against you. <laughs> so you take what you love and you, you, you go and deposit out of sight forever. Hey! You see, this is why people don't send people. And sometimes, the people you don't send, Satan will now enter their hearts. Yeah. And they will turn into a serpent. You know, which if you had sent, it would never have turned into a serpent. That's what also people don't know. Not that you are sending them to prevent them from turning into a serpent. But sometimes, what you thought you were preserving will turn into something horrible. And that's what happens with many, many of our, the children. You know, instead of disciplining them, they turn into monsters. Alright? So, ladies and gentlemen, as long as you live, you shall be lent to the Lord. So, John and Ora in Papua New Guinea. It, how many times, let's, let's see, how many times till we all die do you think we will see them? Perhaps you can count them. Number of times on your hand. The number of times we will see them in this life. Huh? Hey! 
it's a very wild thing. No? The number of times you see the person again till you die. Probably you can count it. That's what it means. That's what ministry is about. Oh. That's what ministry is about. It's about giving the life of the person away. As long as he lives, he shall be lent. May we lend our children to the Lord. Now, why does he say lent? Because one day in glory, what you learn will be given back to you with interest and joy. So you, you are so happy you put this away. Because when it, is come, when it comes back to you, it's more. It's better than when you put it away. So there is going to be a reunion. Bible says all pain, all sorrow, all crying shall be taken away from us. Hallelujah. Hita controller. Oh God, thank you for choosing me and bear your name. Oh Jesus, I never cease to sing your praise. Thank you for choosing me. Oh God, thank you, thank you for choosing me to be your child and bear your name. Oh Jesus, I will never sing your I'm not sending her anywhere. I want her to stay here. What do you think? What do you think? Yes. See, don't think because you are not being sent or being asked to come or go, you are not. Sometimes because of some reasons. Wow, you are a goodly child. I need to hide you. Thank you for sending me. And when you are being sent, don't think it's because you, we don't want to see you. Oh, we are afraid of you. <laughs> oh, we are tired of you. No, we don't like you. It's because of the love and the greatness of his calling and the greatness of his power over your life. Huh? The greatness of his power over your life that he will even choose you. That's why one day you lift your hand and say, Lord, thank you for choosing me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for choosing me out of all these people. They chose me. Wow. Is it powerful? Oh God, thank you for loving me. When on the cross you made it so real Lord, you died for me forever
know the, my favorite part of the song is thank you for thank you for choosing me oh god thank you for choosing me oh to be your child and bear your name of the sons and daughters being restrained corrected and disciplined Amen God was angry with Eli How many agree, agree to be lent to the Lord We agree to be lent God is going to lend you going to lend you to Jesus what do you think? Daddy Lay, you want to be lent to the Lord? So we'll lend you. Just lend you to the Lord. We'll get you back over there. What do you think? With interest. Huh? He shall be lent to the Lord. Wow. Pastor Richard, are you lending your children? Thou honorest thy sons above me. For them that honor me I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Are you there? First Samuel chapter 2, verse 29 and 30. Have I given you the point? The importance of the sons and daughters being restrained, corrected, and disciplined. Amen. Do you understand it? Alright. Verse Samuel chapter 3 verse 13. I will judge his house forever. Amen. For the iniquity which he knoweth. Mercy. Because his sons made themselves vile. I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth. Because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. Alright? Now this is another part of being part of a house. There are times that children have to be corrected, dealt with, 
And we've got to do hard things. Isn't it? It's part of being in a family. Amen. So, people need to be corrected and restrained. And I believe when the time comes for that, we shall all be flowing. What do you think? And when we fail to do that, we create monsters. Like the monsters of Europe. The European children are becoming monsters. And many of them are developing these different attention deficiency syndrome. Is that what they call it? Attention hyperactive syndrome. Yeah. And then, actually, it is advising a three year old, explaining to the three year old why he should do this and why he should do that. We don't explain to three year olds what to do. That's what is creating all the mental, mental children. They have to take medicine and so on. They can't obey anything. They don't do whatever. It's all the failure. What is happening to this? Are you the one who causes? Turn, turn it off so that okay, you have to try one and then you stop. That's the one. Are you there? When you don't restrain people, people become some way. You got to restrain them. You got to rebuke them. All right. And then they are having another one. What are they? Attention deficiency hyperactive disorder. Yes, ADHD. And then what's the other one they are getting? Autism. Yeah. You don't, you don't counsel, advise a four-year-old and explain, listen, the reason why we want you to go to bed, the reason why this is happening, the reason why this is happening, that is it. It's like you can't control them. Now you have to give them medicines, different things, drugs, goodness. Huh? Are you listening? A good whipping would have corrected all those things. And now your child can sue you. Your child can take you to court. And say you are being maltreated. So that creates rebels. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So we need to at times deal with things that are funny in the ministry. Correct them. And I remember some people that I sent onto the mission field. You know, you know what they said. They said one of the things is they, they said we know bishops' hearts for missionaries, and we know we are special. You see, so we know he will not want certain things, and so they find it difficult to have to relate with administrators, administrative things, official things, and so on. Because we know bishops have, and we, we know that we are special. And it's true, you are special. But those things are also special. And they also need to be that if we don't do it that way, I can't, we can't govern the system by giving, you know, running it, in some benevolent way. There will be, there will be, I mean, things that are official. 
You have to do this. You have to do that. You have to write letters. Fill forms. Do whatever. You can't say because I'm a child. And because I know that I'm special. And I know that Bishop really likes me. You are not wrong about all those things. But when there are a lot of people. And there is an organization. I can tell you. If you think this organization does not have an administration. You are new. Yeah. There is a lot of official things going on in the system. Plenty. But when you see me, because I, I don't look official. You understand? I don't even have a, an office with a desk. I don't have any papers. I don't have letters. I don't have anything. I, I don't have computers. Nothing. I don't even know how to do it. You see? But I have a lot of people. And I have secretary. They are very, very good. You can work. You can be blessed to have such people. My secretaries are like bank managers. They, were, they are super professionals with two degrees and three degrees and experience. They are not even, they are not, sec, they are not, they are not typists. They are not even secretaries. There is no secular job where can ever employ such people as secretaries. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And those, those are the people that work with me closely. Yeah. Yeah, they would have been bank, but not that they could. They were. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Some of the people that work for me are secretary. They didn't. They were not living in Ghana. They came from abroad to come and work for me. So there's a lot of things that go on. So you are special, but there's that side. And if you can say no, because I'm special. I'm coming to see Bishop now. You know something? You come into my office, right? And stay with me for one day. And I'll try to use you to help us to go home at the right time. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I'll put you in charge of going home at 12 o'clock in the night. Or at whatever time. And see if you can do it. You sit there with me, or not even sit there, but come and manage the place, and you see where we can go home like normal people who have finished church and are going home. And you see that you cannot just barge in, and you see that there's one thing after another going on. Busy, 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 busy. So you come and then you say, eh, who, who are you? Would you know when we joined the church? I want to see Bishop. When, when did you come around? You are from nowhere. Huh? Move out of the way. Let me come and let you see my father. And so on. Hey, take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Because before you realize, you'll be crossing certain things. Which, because sometimes I tell people, we are going home. We said the time. This is the time. We are going home. Let's go home. Let's go. You see the people coming right to the one thing after the throughout. Oh. So you, you don't know. People are trying to help us to even go home early. It's not easy. Then you come and say, what is it? Why do I need to? I don't need to have, have an appointment with my father. Do you know when I joined? Do you know when he sent me? I said, you know how special I am. It's true, you are special. True. As for that, I will not deny. But be careful. 
What do you think? Huh? Alright? So you, you have to be restrained. Do what is right. And, 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 and also things like fornication and adultery. You know, those ones too, you should try not to do them. Amen. Try hard. All of us have to try till we die. So those things, you are special. You are special. And you must try. Try your best. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Because it complicates things. It complicates things. It makes things very complex. Very difficult. We confess our sins, we are forgiven this is very complicated you see tell your neighbor try no more fornication again if you are a sister who has been into this kind of life you need to decide you will not be the Monica Lewinsky of a church. Yeah. You will not be the, the Delilah of somebody's ministry. You understand? You will not convert a good person into... I mean, go, when you go, stand in front of the mirror. Take off your clothes and look at the mirror. And look at your breasts and your vagina. What if you can see it? And say, you, you are not going to do a bad thing anymore. You cannot destroy somebody. This cannot destroy somebody. Yeah, you cannot. Your body is a temple... And it's a good thing. It cannot be a weapon. Mercy! When did your when did your breast you see that that's why some ladies when they when when they when they are hugging you, they hug you like this. Because they they themselves know that their breasts are weapons of mass destruction. Not that these are not weapons which cannot be found. You know, like weapons or like imaginary weapons. They have been used as weapons of mass destruction. And so there's a certain consciousness that these weapons of mass destruction should not destroy. So they, 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 so when they, they are very conscious of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying are true messages. Oh.
Oh yeah. And you see, you can come in the church and be lying there like a snake viper. Not doing anything. Uh, then one day, and you have been around for seven years. Then you just raise up and What is this? What is this? Go home to your mirrors. Look in the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. This is a good body, not a weapon of destruction ever. May I die before these two breasts will be used to spoil somebody's ministry and spoil somebody's life. And this vagina will be used to spoil somebody. Let me die first. That should be your mind. And that should be your prayer. You come and stand in senses and then it happened. What happened? What do you mean by it happened? Is that how things happen? Monica Lewis, suddenly you are zipping the man's trousers to suck it. No! It's a, a certain type of girl who will do that. It's a type of girl who will do that. <laughs> a girl. You must, not even, you must not even want to see, much less to suck it. What do you mean? It's, it's not appropriate to have you around. I said it's not appropriate to have you around. You just call Pastor Pastor down. Sit down. I need to have a suck. <laughs> They are selling ice cream, lollipops, and other things you can buy. Now, what type of person are you? What type of person are you? Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. If I don't know what you are like, you must change that behavior. You are a dangerous person to have around. Ah, we are, we are, we are, we are afraid of you. afraid of such people. Hey! Sister, zip down! Zip down, pastor! Zip down! So that I can have a sack! What do you mean? And if you have had this type of practices before, because you girls, some of you will not say, if they ask you, what I had this, you say, oh, I had a relationship with one guy called uh, John and then um, there, was, there was this other guy, you know, James. Basically, that's about it. So. But, but you, will not, you will not mention the different things. Abbreviations. Yeah. And you have come into the church lying there like a snake, like that, waiting. And you lie down, uh, then one day... That's it. Struck again. You struck in the world. People cannot join churches because of your vagina that have been used in the past. They can't join. They learn how to be bad from you. Zip down and you are ready. 
cannot become pastors because of you. In the past. And you have come in the church to ready to strike. Oh, now you are lying down coolly. Made yourself a lady pastor. A lady shepherd. Lady missionary. Waiting. 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 So that one day you say Pastor, zip down. Zip down, Pastor. I know what to do, Pastor. I know when you want it. Hey! <laughs> Look, I saw a brother. One day I saw a certain brother. I said, Why are you not marrying? Why are you not getting married? Oh. Why are you not getting married? Oh. Yeah, and that's other sister. So I kept on saying this. Oh, we are getting married in October. We are getting married in March. We are getting married in November. We are getting married in April. Like that. Uh, and one day, I called the brother alone. I said, Brider. Brider. What is wrong with you? Is it not a nice place? It's not a beautiful that is in the sister she has been in the church for a long time why don't you get married he was quiet and he said at a point he said bishop before I knew this girl I was a virgin I was a virgin before I knew this girl but now and I saw that the thing has paid him. And he, he did not want to marry her again because of that. He was looking at her as it's like somebody was taking something from him. He said, many, many mighty men have she slain. That was the, the, the word that you said that she hunts. And when you see a hunter lying down like a lion. So all of you ladies, I hope you have, if you have been in the world, cure yourself of those behaviors. You must get to the place where you cannot do certain things. Because when you are a decent girl, there are some things you cannot do. You don't know, I'm telling you. Not that, not that, you cannot do them. You cannot do them. Unless you are raped. But when, the, when that thing, when that decency has been taken away from you, then there's so much you can do and that you do whenever you, you, it will come. That decency must return. Are you, are you understanding what I'm talking about? Yeah. Otherwise, you are a deadly and dangerous person to have around. And then one day, when the things are open and the skeleton, the cupboards are open, and you see... How many more people you have slain? That, because the people who come out in scandals and in fornication and so on is a percentage of those that have actually happened. It's only a percentage. If you don't know, I'm telling you. There are more that have, nobody knows about it. Nobody says it. Can't say it. Because not everybody, not every girl wants even the disgrace of being a delight. So they just pull and just slink away into the darkness. Zimbo. 
find the nearest bride. You see, brides, we were born for sex. A brother, we were born for sex. That's what says we like. I mean, it's our it's our nature to have sex. You don't have to press us. So it's like the it's like it's like all the brothers are sitting here and we were born to run forward. But you need to get something that is openable to be able to advance. So it's when you meet a door, you are doomed. Your nature will be allowed to progress and you will go through. That nature there, it is in the brothers. But it is what you need. That's why in the Bible, the, the blame is placed on the woman, not on the man. Whereas in society, the blame is placed on the man as being a rapist. But in the Bible, the blame is always placed on the woman, as far as I've seen the Bible. The Bible calls her a strange woman. Even though the Bible says a fool on his way to whatever, he calls her she hunts. She does this. She destroys him. She whatever. Ecclesiastes. The blame is placed on the, on the woman. He says that I find more bitter than death. A woman whose heart is snares and nets. And whoso pleases God shall escape from her. But a sinner shall be taken. It's like it's a punishment to meet that person. Because I have decided to punish Brother George. Then he will let you meet the door. When you walk, you won't hit the wall. When you door, you and you go through before you realize you are in a corridor say where am I how did I come to this corridor I used to be in a large hall it would have been better to meet a hard wall it's not possible God bless you for listening to this message visit www.daghewardmills.org today For more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.